Live from NYC, human suplex machine. The one and only king. They stream it and they scream. It's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking. Everybody just wants more with the action. Hip hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out. It's all he's asking. Over like Rover. He keeps it real. He's no joker. Original. He's no poser. No competition. He's the owner. There are moving speakers closer. Cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, all right. Here we go, baby. Little Thursday action. Thursday edition of the Taz Show. All the job is uh, running around going crazy. Oh, Taz bringing the wood this week. And the lumberjack is chopping it down. Yeah, that's what they're saying, baby. No doubt about it. Out here every day grinding. Grinding like a just a slunk city job. But I'll tell you what, though. I'm here. I'm rocking and rolling. Happy to be here. And I want to thank everybody who's listening live right now at TazShow.com. Or maybe you're watching live at TazShow.com. Ah! Easy for me to say, at TazShow.com. Much appreciated. Uh, also, uh, if you're listening to the audio on demand, you might be doing that at Spotify or the world-famous iTunes. Maybe at Play It, the home of the Taz Show of CBS Radio. Or the TuneIn. Whatever you're doing, listen to the audio on demand. As some uh, novice people call it, they call that a podcast. That's what audio on demand. Or if you're really an insider, you call it an AOD. That's really... Inside baseball terms, as we call it here in the Taz Show. Okay, that, that's AOD. That's big time. That's like podcasting to a whole nother level. So anyway, thanks for all that. If you want to call the show, that is easy. That's a very simple process. That's very, very simple. Attention hotline fans. All you got to do is dial 866-475. That's 2948. 866-475-2948. Yep, you could do that. That's no problem. So uh going to talk some NXT in a little bit. Also, and most importantly, special guest. In this edition of the show, yes, none other than a guy who is multi-talented. He's a hip-hop megastar. He's a world-renowned chef. He's the host of an ultra-successful show on Vice called F That's Delicious. None other than my man, Action Bronson, baby. Yeah, my man. Straight up Queens dude from Flushing. I think he grew up in Flushing. And uh, yeah, Action Bronson, buddy of mine. He's also a very, 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 very uh, big wrestling fan for a long time. He's followed the wrestling business. Um, uh, actually, he and I actually have never met. I was supposed to do some business with him yesterday, but I, it was, it was too, a little bit too short notice. I had something else. I had double conflict Jones, as I told you guys. And I couldn't do some stuff he was doing uh, for his show uh, F that's delicious. I also got to give you guys a little heads up. Action Bronson is an, like I said, very, very talented guy, uh, very successful guy, but he's, um, you know, I just want, I don't have a word that's the right way. He's not PC at times with his vernacular. So there could be some explicits said during the, uh, the conversation that, that Action and myself have, or Bronsolini, as I call him, or he has another nickname, uh, uh Big D Dennis. Do you know what his other nickname is? Inform me. <laughs> that's the Dennis Jones, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the lumberjack right there. Bam Bam. They, yeah, his other nickname is the Bam Bam. Yes, Bam Bam. Or, you know, uh, yeah. So he, he sometimes can drop an F-bomb or two. I'm just saying. You know that, right? Be prepared. You are a fan of the action. Very much so. We have a, we're, we're kindred spirits. Large, Large men with yes. orange hair and beards. Yes. Uh, we're, we're, we're a tag team waiting to the... <sighs> 
for WWE Abs- to pick us up. Absolutely, absolutely. Two guys that don't know how to work either. So, but here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing, though. And not just you, but Anthony. Okay, the call expert. No, what's his new name? He's a call expert. What you want to be called, Anthony? Again? What is it? He's he's an expert of callings of incoming calls. What is it? He's telling um, you. He's blanking right now. He's uh, blanking <laughs> on his own gimmick. He's a call expert or something like that. Call, call expert because how handsome, does he blank on his own gimmick? Handsome Johnny was called consigliere. No, he wasn't. He was a in, right. Well, kind of. He was an incoming call concierge. That rolls off the tongue so nicely. Call expert just. Well, it's simple. Where the handsome Johnny, God rest his soul. Test one, two. He was not a simple guy. He was a very complex guy who showed up half the time, drunk, vaped up, smelling like ass. But that's a whole other story. So, yeah, you know, morning morning, uh, morning blues. You know, sometimes handsome Johnny, uh, he'd be on a bender. You never know what would happen. Slamming bods and beyond. I'm just telling you. So uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, but hopefully he's doing okay. Uh, maybe a little side conversation, but I think he's doing all right. But anyway, back to Action Bronson. So Anthony... The call expert here for the Taz Show, big fan of Action Bronson. So I just, you know, I don't want you guys acting like, you know, when Bronson gets on the phone here and and, he, and and we start chatting up later on, I don't want you guys marking out. You almost did that yesterday, you know, uh, really, I was a little nervous when we had Kenny Omega on. Strong back-to-back two days from somebody that doesn't like to do quote-unquote interviews. I you've, don't do interviews and guests. You've done a great two days I here. I don't do that. Why do you sound surprised? Do you realize the success? Well, do t- you not see this, sir? Do you not see this? All those people you work with. It's a trophy I just held up and I just messed up the audio. Uh, that, uh, all those people, those shows you produced at CBS Sports Radio, none of them won an award, correct? Yeah, sure. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm lying. I'm lying now. I don't know. Now I got to go and ask them. You can go. Nobody's won the award. Nobody, nobody, none not, of them. And if they had, it's not as important as yours. Of course, it's not. That's obvious. That's that's totally obvious. So, please don't doubt me. And you sound surprised. You've done a great couple of days. I'm really surprised, dude. I've been doing this a while. Okay. No, I'm not surprised. I'm just saying, for somebody that doesn't like to do guests or interviews, pull, pulling out two big names like this—that's a good back-to-back from you. Well, thanks. I, I've done this before, and <laughs> I've had a few back-to-backs. Why are you making me upset? What, why are you trying to aggravate me? I mean, really, why? I'm nice to you. Why, why are you doing that? You're very kind to me. I know, but like, you got to bust my nuts here. I mean, really, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? The police, be very careful with your words around me. I'm very, very hypersensitive. I really am. There's some sporting news we need to talk about here. And, and Dennis, I might want your input or opinion uh, on some things. I know you're busy making sure the audio is right and everything's good. And I, By the way, I, I'd like to say, thanks to you, I do sound... Uh, Extra awesome today on the air. You did something with the mix, and I'm very proud of you. It's the windscreen. Yes. You think it is, huh? I don't know. I think it's you. I, I think I think you did something on that board. You did your magic of producing. You are uh, you are tremendous. You are great. Uh, you are the guy. Um, you know. So you're doing well so far. I mean, you're going to last another week. I think. I think that's what's going on here. One more week, uh, you will last. You will. Uh, people like you too. That's the good thing. People like you. That's surprising. No, they do. They do. They love you. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to stay another week, and then we'll see what happens after that. Thanks for having me one more. You seem so excited. (laughs) Somebody said to me once, he's bland. I go, wait a minute. That's that's so what? Bland's okay. Uh, See, I don't think I'm bland. 
Oh no, I think he's right. So, but it's <laughs> I'm reserved. There's a difference between bland oh, and reserved. reserved. So like a fine wine or a fine cigar. That's oh, what you're I wouldn't say fine wine. Maybe cigar. What do you mean you're reserved? What, you're like fancy man Jones now? What, what do you mean reserved? No, 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 no. Not fancy man. I just you wear uh, a smoking jacket at the house. What, what do you? We got a top hat. We walking around the house with slippers on and a monocle. Hey, <laughs> you got the gimmick. I mean, really, what, what are you smoking a pipe? What, 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 what are you? It's, it has bubbles out of it, though. It's not like there's no smoke. It's just. You know, it's for looks. Speaking of smoking pipes, when Axel Bronson comes on later, we're in trouble. God, it's gonna be. Oh, I hope he's all right. So, <laughs> so we got to see how that goes. Yeah. So wait, you said you have a monocle. That's what you said. You have good little slippers. Uh, they're not little. They're big. I like nice, big, fuzzy ones. But I do have really? them. Um, Hold I have on. a pocket watch. Did you watch. just say you like big, fuzzy ones? Yeah. Is that what you just said? Yeah, I think I did. That, my friend, is what we call <laughs> grab that audio because that is going to be a soundbite. Oh, that is phenomenal. You know where I'm going. I have, I like, no, I, I I have like, no idea. I like big fuzzy ones. That could be a new song. Remember, I like big butts. I like big butts. Remember that song? Yeah, the Sir Mix a Lot. Look at you, Sir Mix a Lot. Now, you're so lumberjack a lot, and you're going, I like big fuzzy ones. I know where we're pitching to Bronson in a little. <laughs> You are too much, my friend. Okay, I got to talk about some sporting news in the NFL. Okay, little follow-up Jones here. This is what award-winning broadcasters do. They follow up with stories they gave you yesterday. See, I try to do... That's the wrong paper. I try to do what the award-winning, uh, the big-time, big-time broadcasters that have been doing sports broadcasting sports broadcasting for like 50, 60, 7,000 years, and they're real successful. They follow up. That's what they do. You know what I mean, Dennis? They follow up, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow up on some NFL stuff. That's Q2. I'm going to follow up with some NFL chatter here, okay? Okay, no, you know, so I'm talking about the Steelers. I'm talking about Antonio Brown, okay? Uh, I, I got to follow up with this because yesterday, just a real, really quick recap, the great, great wide receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio Brown, okay? He did a little Facebook live action, which, by the way, is a perfect segue to this question, uh, this comment. In this episode here of the Taz Show, Facebook Live, we're going to do that again. We're back. Facebook Live today and tomorrow over at Facebook.com slash the Taz Show, whatever it's called. The captain, if you remember him, he uh, Buy a hat. He used to know the thing by heart, but you don't I'll know. I'll send him an email. Oh, great. I'm sure he's wide awake. But um, yeah, whatever the Facebook thing is over there, uh, Taz Show at the Facebook, we'll be on Facebook Live, fourth quarter city, like we used to do. We'll do that today and tomorrow. Give you a little dip-dab Jones on that. So, but speaking of Facebook Live, maybe our, our social media team can put out a tweet that will be on Facebook Live later. That might be good. Um, so, f- Facebook Live. So, when that was Antonio Brown, uh, after the victory that the Steelers had, now they're going to face this, the, uh, the Patriots. I hope they throttle the Patriots. They uh, uh, were in a big meeting at the end of the game, and, and Coach Tomlin was rah, 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 ripping the Patriots, his next opponents, and do whatever he would do, which is the right thing for a coach to do. Privately, in a private, uh, you know, meeting, you know, uh, speech just for the team. Well, as you guys know, if you listened to watch my show yesterday, Antonio Brown, he decided to go on his sold cell phone and pull up his Facebook Live account. Any Facebook Live to gimmick schnabitz. Not good. Well, Coach Tomlin got pissed, uh, cut a promo on it. We played that audio yesterday. And then uh, yesterday in a press conference, Antonio Brown he basically, we're going to have that, we have that audio, right, so from Antonio Brown? So apparently, uh, Antonio Brown, let's go to this. I think he says he kind of regrets it in a way, right? Let's see what he has to say about this. 
I absolutely regret with uh, the Facebook Live uh, situation. Uh, total distraction to the organization. Uh, total distraction to my teammates. Uh, obviously, disrespect to my coach. I got the utmost respect to our coach. So, uh, you know, I solely regret that. You know, I, I stand by my statement last night and um, just got carried away in the moment. You know, I live with that moment, you know, uh, from last year and uh, not being able to play in the divisional game. Uh, you know, not being able to make the trip with the team. Uh, so I was a little bit uh, genuinely excited uh, in that moment. All right, so that's cool that, that he owned up to it like that. I appreciate that. But it doesn't end there. Because, see, that would be boring. If it ended there, excuse me, if it ended there, pardon me, I had lasagna last night. Lean, though, with turkey. I smell it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say lean turkey. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it doesn't end there. So now the Steelers wide receiver was asked if he's if he's worried how his perception, how he'd be perceived after this event. Let we have, let's hear what he had to say, Antonio Brown. We're not all perfect, you know. Uh, I'm human. I'm gonna make mistakes, but as a man, I own up to those mistakes. Stop! Stop! Uh, hold on! Stop! 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 Uh, please stop! 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 Please stop! Stop! Listen. He said something there, Antonio Brown, because I know where this guy's future could be. He said we all make mistakes. He made a mistake. That's what he said, right? His future is on this show. He belongs working here because everybody who works here makes mistakes constantly. Yes. So that's perfect for him. I'll reach out to the Steelers. Awesome. Let's continue with Antonio Brown's statement there. I'm going to get the fans and tune experience in regards of being excited after a game. But I think what uh, people know what I stand for, uh, what I represent, and uh, what type of person I am. Okay. So he's still taking high road Jones, right? It's th- that's not the juicy part, right? We got a juicy part. We do. Yeah, I mean, so apparently, uh, uh, when he talked about Mike Tomlin, uh, I don't want to upcut him. Let's continue. Let's continue. This, Those this words uh, that he spoke, you know, um, didn't take lightly. You know, uh, that's a, a big statement coming from my head coach, and uh, I, can't, I don't take those things for granted. Um, I got a relish in that those words, and. Um, I'm looking forward to just doing my job. That's still not the one. He's still high road. The next one is the one. Oh, the money shot. Yeah, this is the one where now Antonio Brown goes low road Jones. And because what happened was Coach Mike Tomlin said, listen, Antonio is aware of the NFL rule, the policy, yada, 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 yada. And watch what Antonio says here. I was just solely caught up in the moment of genuinely excitement and uh, when they get a fans a hands-on experience. But I didn't have a clue about it. Uh, we have been doing the live videos after the games. But um, wow. now I know I'll learn from it. I'll be better moving forward. Okay, see what he just said there? He buried Mike Tomlin. You do realize that, right? He, he didn't realize it, but he did. Oh, no, because he, he basically he's calling Mike Tomlin a liar, if you think about what he's saying. I'm not, I'm not putting words in the guy's mouth, but if Mike Tomlin's saying he knew the rule, that means that, the team, the team, it's, it's NFL rule policy. These guys must get like a booklet, seriously, on how to conduct themselves, especially with social media. So Mike Tomlin told his team, which is Antonio Brown on the team, and now Brown is saying, I had no idea. That is a burial of the head coach. So he's passing the heat, and he's doing it in a somber tone. You hate the Steelers. Actually, I don't hate the Steelers. The Steelers, in this moment, are my new favorite team because I need them to destroy the Patriots. I love Steel Curtain, yeah! Steel Curtain D. I got Jack Lambert right here on a set. 
You know that, right? Big, big mark for the Jack Lambert, number 58, great linebacker from back in the day of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I, I just find it funny that Antonio Brown would say that we shoot the we've been shooting the videos the whole while. What the hell is that? And who's we? What like a whole team that's shooting Facebook Live videos? And why is it only coming out now? Yeah, and why didn't Tomlin know about that if they're doing it all the time? So I kind of like to me because I'm a I'm a you know hardcore reporter and I get down to the nitty gritty. You know what I mean? I get right into the middle of the whole thing. I, I dissect it. But he's saying, uh, Antonio Brown is, look, this is what I got from just my opinion. Hey, we've been shooting these Facebook live videos all the time. Tomlin knew about it. I didn't know about no policy, no NFL rule. And I don't know what the big deal is. That's kind of what I got from it. Pretty much accurate, I would think. Wouldn't you think? Yes, no, maybe so. He started off apologetic because he had to. And then as they asked more questions, he kind of let his guard down a little and, and slipped up with the burial. Well, I think because he got, he got the hard part out of the way, and that was facing the media and saying something you know what I mean like 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 he had to do I think that's the part you know where um once he got past that part that harder part then he kind of loosened up a little bit and he wasn't acting like a jerk he was acting cool about it he wasn't like nasty or nothing like that but or disrespectful but listen to the content right you know he he, he seems like one of the better wide receivers uh wide receivers wide receivers have the perception to come off as divas yeah and he doesn't he seems like a fun guy you know oh, yeah. with the pepsi commercials and oh, yeah. the twerking and the shoes maybe he's, he's a fun guy during those pepsi commercials because he's getting paid millions of dollars to do it that could be one reason tell you what i'll do a, i'll do a cnc cola commercial and i'll run around like someone's tickling my ass cheek with a freaking feather i'll be giddy jones you don't know giddy jones g-i-d-d-y old school character on the Taz show I'll be running right now. Do, you don't even know what CNC Cola is. Is it? It's like R and RC Cola. <laughs> yes, low grade though. Yes, it's lower than that. Oh, I think, it's, I think it, was, it really is. I think it's. It's just like syrup with bubbles. They just pick it out uh, of yeah. the swamp. It's bad, but it's not even around anymore. I mean, it's. I think it's more of a Northeast New York thing. I don't think people out in the, the West Coast, those fancy people, they don't know what CNC is. They're drinking Coca Cola back in the day with real sugar. Yeah, with real sugars. Yeah, no, a lot of bubbles. But but anyway, yeah, I'll, pff, the guy's in a good mood doing a Pepsi commercial. Of course he is. You said Pepsi? Yeah, Pepsi. <laughs> They're paying a little coin. Maybe they throw some our way. Uh, a little more uh, a little more sporting news. Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, the NFL music's perfect for that. Uh, baseball, <laughs> <laughs> baseball Hall of Fame class for 2017. Uh, a couple of names that they uh, chucked out there that are going to be basically going to the Hall of Fame. I, I, you know, These three names are definitely, um, in my opinion, well-worthy guys. Uh, Ivan Rodriguez, Jeff Bagwell, well, he was, Bagwell was a stud man with the uh, Astros. Uh, Tim Raines, I remember all his time with the uh, Expos, man. He was just base stealing Jones. Um, where did he, do you know, where, where did he go after that? I don't remember. He he, he bounced around a bunch. He he, he his last year he was on the Yankees in '96 right. or '98. Correct, sir. But he was uh, he was really um, he was really. We have a graphic or something with the vote breakdown because apparently someone yeah, well, pff, that's easy to see. <laughs> Right, take that off there. Uh, Zoom City Jones. Look, he's zooming in. <laughs> Holy cow, he cheaters. Whatever well, it is, the top three Jones right there. And who's the? F- I can't see. It. Who's the fourth name? Too many crickets. Trevor Hoffman, the uh, former closer for the San Diego Padres, right. and I believe the Brewers for a year or two. Oh, really? He just missed out. Uh, you need 332 votes to make the hall. Hmm. And now I need my cheaters. What are it? 320, 327. So. Next year, he's more than likely to get in. Vlad Guerrero as well, who I thought 
Was there a surefire yes. first ballot? Oh, I've, how do you look at Vlad's numbers? I mean, the guy was unbelievable. I mean, just ripping home runs left and right, Jones. I mean, so uh, Bonds and Clemens both over fifty percent of the votes. I see. I guess the whole a lot of guys with the you know PED gimmicks, the steroid gimmick. You know, they're not. You know, maybe it's getting closer now that they're going to let these guys in the hall. You know, down the road. Who knows? You know what I mean? The the Veterans Committee let in Bud Selig, who was the commissioner during the revival after the... Why would you say that to me like I don't know? Well, I was leading to my point. How do you don't, how do you know if I don't know Bud personally? Well, he's, I, don't, I, don't, I knew him I, I, back in the day. I, we, he was a wrestling Is, fan. Oh, oh yeah. well... He's, he's a good friend of mine. No, no, I'm kidding. What about Bud Selig? He had a little heat back in the day, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. and if they once the committee let him in... It's like, all right, well, if, if the commissioner presiding over the quote-unquote steroid era is allowed in, right? why, you know, That's a good point. What, why are you leaving out the players? That's a good point. Timber! I agree. Well done. <clears throat> well done, my friend. Yes, yes. So, uh, real quick, some basketball news. I, I don't watch much hoops. I wait till the end of the year, and I watch the, the last games. That's my gimmick. But the uh, Warriors defeated the Thunder 121 to 100. Golden State to Kevin Durant. Ah, it's Kevin Durant, bro. 40 points, dude. That's a lot. <laughs> a lot. 40 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, OKC, Russell Westbrook, 27 points, 15 rebounds, 13 assists. Uh, his 21st triple-double uh, of the season. Dude, these are the guys, though. You know what I mean? There was a problem. What, what was it? Somebody stood over somebody. I saw something uh, before I left the, the, the casa. There was a little bit. Someone drilled the guy. I can't remember who it was. Oh, that was uh, Monday was night. Le- Monday night, yeah. Draymond and LeBron. Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and there was a little bit of... Little, I like when little there's a little flop tension. city jones. When those guys get into fist fights, when those guys get into little fisticuffs, the NBA guys, it's nasty. Because, listen... They're big dudes. They're big dudes. They're tall, long reach, these giant long arms, just like... Just, 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 just like the kangaroos just dropping <laughs> it. And, uh, and they got no equipment on. There's no helmets, there's no nothing. So, it could get a little crazy. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, so that's, uh, that's some of your sporting news. I, you know, that's, that's part of the body slams and beyond. That's kind of the beyond part right there. So that's what that's what that is. Uh, so anyway, uh, that was my phone. I, I I should have been on silent, and there's something wrong with my button. I had it on silent, you know. And I I don't know. I don't know what what. what I'm what's drafting a letter to Apple as we yeah. speak. Well, I, I don't really care what you're doing. Uh, how about that? Um, what else was I going to say before I talk about NXT? I know I, I got. Let me a second here. I'm going to talk about NXT. Oh oh oh! I know what I wanted to do. Yes 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 yes. I wanted to kind of do a really quick recap. And do another thank you to Kenny Omega from yesterday. Okay, Kenny Omega, uh, people loved his appearance on the show. Thanks, everybody, uh, for really spreading the word on uh, all kidding aside here. On social media, you guys really spread the word on, on his appearance here. Uh, special thanks to PW Insider and Mike Johnson for promoting um, the video clips, the nubs of him, Kenny Omega, and his appearance on the show. Um it was real. It was. I was really great chatting up with him. I never really had a conversation with the guy before. His passion for the business, his uh, knowledge towards the business, uh, how he looks at the industry as an art art form, which it is, and uh, you know, his generation. I just kept thinking about that all day yesterday at home and all the stuff I was doing, and I was thinking about some of the things he said and, and Kenny said, and it was really um, to me like to most people it might not be a big deal, but to me. It was a big deal, like, that's glaring for me is the guys from his generation, this current generation. Like, I look at the top guys of that generation. He, Kenny Omega is obviously one of them. And they're kind of like the leaders of the generation <clears throat> informally, right? So it's so much different than, like, my generation 
or the generation before mine, and my generation is not too far removed from his generation. But I feel like we should play an Olympic song right now. So uh, <laughs> my generation. Yeah. But but um, it, it's just a whole different mindset. And these guys and these cats and girl, guys and girls today, you know, this, this generation. Just hearing the way Kenny talked, the other guys that I've spoke to on the show, or when we have. You know, uh, in the Indies, which will be back soon, like with Deanna Perrazzo on or something like that, or Veda Scott and, or Taylor Hendricks. And when these girls, the things they're saying of the same generation, it's a different mindset. They're the, it's, it's business, and it's always been business, but it, it's like my generation, I hate to say it, but a lot of it was guys were, you know, quick talkers and, you know, and, and I'm stereotyping a whole here. Some guys, a, a, a lot of the guys were... Quick talking, it was kind of like even before my time, the Connie guys, like it was even worse. Like, who's gonna get over on who? Who's stabbing who in the back? You know, uh, you know, all, all of the other demons with drinking and, 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 and drugs. And I don't begrudge anyone who does whatever they do, that's fine. But it got to a point where it got crazy. And I told this story real quick a long time ago on the Taz show. I'll say this. Something that Vince McMahon said to me when I first, that my first meeting with him to go to WWE and leave ECW, a private meeting. And um, we were just talking about the, you know, how he saw the business changing of wrestlers that, you know, years ago, this was in 2000, he said this, well, 99, he said this to me. But, you know, guys were walking into the hotel with, you know, a 12 pack of beer, where now, you know, what he said back then in 99, it, it seems like he goes to kids today are walking in a hotel after a show with a laptop on their arm instead of a 12-pack of beer. You know what I mean? And and I got what he meant right away. And that's kind of, I guess, what I'm saying. It's a little tough to put into words, and I'm not trying to disrespect anybody from my generation or generation before. I'm just saying, like, it just, I'm not sure there's all these, these younger wrestlers today are not angels. I'm not trying to exaggerate here. I'm just giving my perspective on how I feel as a guy from a couple generations ago from my prime, you know, to a guy like Kenny Omega and how they, they just come off a little bit different, you know. And, and we had plenty of guys in my generation that were obviously extremely smart guys and class acts, classy guys that were not into, you know, let's go to the bar and just, just get, you know, poop face and throw up all over the place and, you know, and, 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 and beat up the bartender. You know, that, that's not how everybody was. I'm not saying that. And there were a few guys like that for sure. And I'm sure there's a couple of guys like that now. But, but it just seems like as a whole, and I hate stereotypes, you know, but it's just something that I had to say. It's my show. I want to say what I feel, and I just felt that. I just felt that after talking to Kenny and, and, and thinking about things that he said and his aura. You know what I mean? I think with the advent of social media, wrestlers today have to be more conscious of Good point. the fact that, like, you know, I'm sure there's still, like you said, there, I'm sure there's still guys that want to go out and, you know, have a bunch of beers and let loose. Oh, yeah. But you, you can't, like, look at the Randy Orton story. If you get one bad experience, and before it was just you know, if that happened to me, like if I went up to Randy in the gym and and he was and he was a jerk to me, mm. and I just tell my buddies, and that you know it right, stays right, right. amongst yeah, our circle. Yeah, yeah. Now you tweet out a picture, yeah, and yeah. it blows up all over the internet, and and that's just at a gym like Randy trying to work out. Imagine yeah. you're at a bar and yeah. you know drinks are flying, and Oof. and you come over, yeah. and I come over to you, it's like hey Tez, like yeah. oh no no, and you'd get guys back then always you know trying to start trouble with the wrestlers, you know, but but to your point. Not everybody's walking around with a cell phone that could take video and, and snapshots and or exaggerate it, you know, take camera shots. It's just it's just a, it's a different world. We know that. <laughs> we know it's we know it's a different world right now, so that's cool. <laughs> hey, Jaron in Nebraska, you're on a Taz show. What's up, my friend? Hey, 
Hey, what's going on, Taz? How you doing? How are you, big guy? What's going on? Yeah, I got just a real quick question for you. So, with the Royal Rumble coming up next weekend... Yes, sir. And, you know, the whole brand split and everything... Yeah. Um, in my personal opinion, since the brand split, especially in the last few months, SmackDown's been a much better show. I think you might be um, right. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Yep. Um, with that being said, so far, if you look at the card of the Royal Rumble... Outside of the AJ Cena match, it's damn near a Raw pay-per-view. I don't know if anybody's noticed that or not. Uh, I honestly haven't noticed that, but I think you got to give them a little time, right, to start cranking that up on SmackDown. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I get your drift. Listen, you know what it is, Jaron, and you're, you're, you know, you, you probably know this already, but I, I could tell you from working there like years ago, it always was the feel that Raw, and it still is the mothership. You know, so they, they, no matter if it's better or not as good, whatever, as SmackDown in that moment. That's always the mothership. That's the vibe backstage. You follow? Yeah, I do have one question. One more quick question, though. Um, considering you know that one week SmackDown beat Raw in the ratings, do you think that maybe there's like a batch backstage thing that you know, like, well, there's no way SmackDown should have beaten us, and now we're going to double down on our storylines to make yes. to make sure that it doesn't happen again? Yes, yes, um, yes, absolutely. It's very competitive. Yes, I do think that's going on. Yes. Yeah, because uh, if you ever get if you ever get the chance, just look at the Rumble card, and you'll notice that literally the only match from SmackDown is the WWE title match, and the pay per view is next Sunday, and they've already started yeah, but promoting. But there's the only on there's SmackDown. only four matches right now. They've they've been up. They've been telling us the Royal Rumble entrance, right? And yep. what's up, Dennis? Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, John Cena, which is the SmackDown, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Neville, Rich Swan. Those are the only. Right. Well, so Jaron's right, though. That's three to one if you look at the matches. You know, it's but it's still time. You know what I mean, Jaron? I think you got to give it a little time. You know what I mean to to get rolling. You know, I know, I know the show is two weeks away, but there's they they have plenty of time to promote it. You know what I mean? To SmackDown, I'm talking about. Cool. Well, you know what? I will take your word for it. I still think it's going to be a great match and or a great show, and I still think that AJ Cena will probably end up being the best match on the card. Uh, could be. But, uh, I I agree though. It's going to be really. I think it's going to be a really good show, and and uh, I definitely do. I really do. And and thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate you, Jaron. That's very nice of you from the Corn Husker State, Nebraska. I got to go to break. All right. Uh, other side of break, I'll get into talking about NXT. I'll take some more phone calls. And uh, we'll have Action Bronson on the Taz Show a little later on. It's going to be great talking to my man, Action Bronson. Taz Show, be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, we're back here on the Taz Show. Gonna have Action Bronson coming up on this edition of the show here in a little while. A hip hop sensation, well-renowned chef. Speaking of chefs, oh God, oh man, it was great last night. I gotta tell you, Big D, Big Dennis, the lumberjack. I gotta tell you, brother, I had a great meal last night. My wife and I, oh, a little honey mustard chicken breast, which like the seasoned cauliflower stuff. It was unbelievable, and it's all big, dude. It's unbelievable, and you know where I'm going. Okay, it's Blue Apron, though. Blue Apron, dude, they make it happen. Okay, it's one of their recipes that they just... It, it, this is a very easy deal. I've talked about this before. Fresh ingredients delivered right to your doorstep, step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card, pre-portioned ingredients. All You make this all in under 40 minutes. All these different meals. All less. Some of the meals take quicker. This, this honey mustard chicken breast gimmick did not taste long, take long. It was delicious. Very flexible. Customize your recipes. 
each week based on your preferences. Blue Apron has several delivery options so you can choose what fits your needs. And there's no weekly commitment. So you only get deliveries when you want them. You control it. Okay, and of course, I got a great deal for you coming up. I'm not going to give you one free lunch, not two free lunches, but three free lunches. Okay, yeah, meaning meals. Three free meals and free shipping. I'll get to that in a second. What I love is Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes all along, like I said, pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. And here's the kicker. All for less than $10 per person per meal. Dennis, even you can afford that, bro. That's a steal. It really is. And it's nothing like stealing food, I'll tell you right that. And the variety is crazy. Choose from a variety of new recipes each week and let Blue Apron, or I should say let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. If you don't want to do it yourself, that's all good too. So here, check this out. Okay, all you got to do is go to get three free meals and free shipping. Use my code. Go to blueapron.com slash T-A-Z. That's blueapron.com slash T-A-Z and get your first three meals free with free shipping. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Taz. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Tell you, scrumptious, as they say. I don't even know what's on the menu tonight. I got to ask my wife. It's great stuff. Blue Apron supporting the Taz Show. Make sure you guys support the sponsors. Okay, you love your free lunch? Support the sponsors, by God. Tell you that right now. So you got the gimmick there. So anyway, that's the deal on that. Uh, like I said, I got, uh, I'm going to talk about NXT in a minute. I got people calling the show. It's very busy. Facebook Live coming up. Some people on the gimmick chat. I'll try to get you guys over at TashShow.com. We're on the gimmick chat over there. Gimmick chat's not leaving, but we're going to do Facebook Live today and tomorrow, like I said, fourth quarter city. So we got that. We got Action Bronson, as I said. We got, the, um, we got a little Action Bronson music. I can hear a little bit right now. By the way, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, 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 hip-hop Jones. Calm down. Calm down, okay? Timber! Calm down, Dennis. Just relax. What I wanted to say, give a little warning. That's, like I said at the top segment, if you missed it. Okay, this episode could be a little Potty Mount Jones, and that's who, you know, kind of sometimes that's Action Bronson, even in his music. So, you know, if you have the young ones and you listen to the Taz show or watching the show, beware. Cover. Maybe you got your kids running around cursing. That's your business. I have no idea. Cover up. Earmuff it. Yeah, Earmuff Jones. Uh, let me hear a little action bronze. Okay, go, go. Let me get in the mood here. What do you got? That's badass right there. Action. Oh, five pounds in the Laredo. They got to get there today, though. Ain't no time for trying to lay low. Yeah. If you can't do it, all you got to do is badass, bro. He's the man, bro. I've watched the show, uh, F That's Delicious. I was supposed to do some stuff with him. I'm going to be eventually doing a little cooking with him. And that's uh, with Vice. He's on Vice there. I mean, um, legit, bro. Looking forward to talking. He's coming up at the top of the hour, by the way. Actually, bro. That's him right there. Wrapping it up. He does everything. And he, uh, he used to go to the Elks Lodge in Queens. I'm sure he'll tell the story. And Bubba, the bully Ray, cut a promo on him on the mic. I, I want him to tell a story. I, he called him, he, he cursed him out or something. Like he was a little chubby kid, the action, action Bronson back then. And Bubba kind of ripped him. It was pretty good. So uh, <laughs> maybe Action will tell that story. There was something on Twitter. Those that follow Action and maybe follow uh, Bubba, you guys know what I'm talking about. It was pretty funny in the exchange they had. Um, but anyway, uh, that's the deal on that. So looking forward to having Action Bronson come on the show for sure. Going to talk NXT here in a second or two, like I said. 
Very busy uh, Taz show as usual. Uh, El Filippe in Delaware, you were on the Taz show. Hello, Taz El Flippo. El Flippo, how you doing there? I said El Filippo. Sorry, is it El Flippo, right? Yes, but that's no that's no big deal. All right, sounds good, buddy. Uh, What's what's going on, man? I I was listening to your shows when you were vacation, and several of them were about your top ten lists. Yeah, and that inspired me to come up with one. I only did top five. Well, well, wait, hold on now. Top five of what? Wrestlers? Yes. All right, good. And I, I did not discriminate between whether they were tag team or, or singles. Right, right, okay. And before I list them, I want to mention that by listening, because I listened to the Kenny Omega show yesterday, mm. I switched two of my tops to honorable mention because of the uh, the emphasis that he put on being a transitional wrestler. So Kenny Omega, uh, while on my show, swerved, changed your direction of where you were going here, basically, right? Yes, the two that I switched from top favorites to honorable mention was Sid Vicious and the Barbarian. Wow. So, okay, so wait, now what number are those? Wait, they're switched, right? Wait, hold on. Wait a second. So you're saying they were where? Now what? They were number five, each of those guys? They were in my top five, but I put them in honorable mention just because of uh, Kenny Omega's comments about transitional wrestling and also because of their... uh, they they were not very good on the mic. Mm. Okay, uh, I got gotcha. you. So wh- who are your top five? Everybody's we're, we're, everybody's waiting. They're dying to hear what you got. El Filippo. Okay. Top okay number five. I have uh, Nikita Koloff. That's number five. Okay. Yes. Now hold on. Now wait. This is the top five wrestlers of all time for you. Yes. All right, Nikita Koloff number five. All right, what else you got? Right, personal favorites. Uh, all right. Number four, Dick Bockwinkle. Let me ask you a question now, Felipe. Nick Bachman was great on the mic in the ring. Do you have this written down, sir, or are you going on memory here? Because you had a long pause I couldn't help but notice there. There was a little bit no, there was a little bit of a pause, El Flippo, El Flippe. It's El Flippo, El Flippe. El Flippo. El Flippo. Yeah, he had a little bit of a pause, and I was waiting for the, it with bated breath for the fourth, but we got it. Are you writing these? Did you have them written, or are you going on memory, sir? I, I wrote them from memory, but I have them written today. But I also am a slow, slow, deliberate speaker. Well, I understand. I, I, I have the issue. He's a slow delivery, uh, meaning uh, the Dennis Jones. He does, He has that. Uh, he kind of speaks. He does. El Filippo. I have the same <laughs> problem. <laughs> El Filippo. Dude, you've yes. called before. I remember you, bro. You've called before. Yes. Uh, you're a good man. No, now that's your fourth. Is Nick Bockwinkle. I like that. Who's your third? Zabisco. Well, you got a good list, big guy. You got a good list. You got a lot of those AWA cats in there, I notice. Right. right. I'm, I'm from way back. I've watched wrestling for 40 some years, 50 years. I hear you, boss. All right. Who's number two? Scott Hall. Scott Hall. You're going with the AWA theme still, right? Scott Hall. So now we're going to give you the number one. You're going to give us the number one, right? So hold on now. This is the longest drum roll in the history of drum rolls. <laughs> El Filippo, who's your number Road Warrior Hawk. What a rush. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I, hey, I was a big fan of uh, the Road Warriors and, and got to know them a little bit, especially Hawk. His time in ECW, he's a good, he was a good man, Mike. He was a really good guy. But uh, I like your list, man. Very, like I said, Minneapolis AWA feel that you got done in El Filippo. And I'll, I'll very quickly, I'll give you my honorable mention list. 
Yeah, take your time. Go ahead, go for it. Okay. Well, hold on. How long is it? Is it more than 20? Five. All right, go, go. Quick, 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 go. In addition to Sid Vicious and the Barbarian, the Magnificent Morocco, Ron Simmons, and Arn Anderson. Ooh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff right there, Al Filippo. Well, I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Have a good day. Thanks, man. Hey, listen. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Al Filippo, keep it real, bro, and keep being a hardcore wrestling fan for all the years you're going, all right? much all right now flippo have a good one bro all right then all right there you go he hung up on me so <laughs> that was awesome it was great he's called before i, I remember was, it's his name it's a great name that was electric yeah the flip that means i guess in, the, in hispanic right l uh-huh. means the I don't know. I'm just saying. See, you know what I'm not. Well, I'm not. Multi, I'm not bilingual. Well, that's the problem. See, the captain was trilingual. Remember the captain? Buy a hat. He was trilingual. He was. He had the English. He had the Greek, and he had the Spanish. I oh, like yeah. tricolor pasta. Oh. <laughs> Always goes back to the carbs for you. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, real quick, and I'll get to you guys on the phone. I'll get to you. Just, just bear with me. Bear with me. I promise. Uh, you know what, maybe I should get to another call real quick, only because I'm going to get to NXT. Before you know, we're in break. Next thing you know, Action Bronx is on the show. So let me uh, go to the phones real quick. Hey, Brent in Kentucky, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, Taz. Uh, so I've been a big fan of yours for, God, since I can remember. Thank so you, thank you. My, my question for you, uh, brother, is uh, how, how was the transition from being a – full-time ACW uh, superstars to going to commentation or commentating to uh, do what you're doing now. Like, uh, how, how was your transition? It was, how was, was, I mean, are you saying was it hard or easy or was it fun or not fun? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, like, wh- how, how, did you, uh, how did you take it? You know, uh, initially, initially, when WWE came to me, it was namely Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn, and they saw something in me as a commentator, and uh, and and I was not exactly like doing backflips over. I wasn't excited about it because right. I still felt I had a couple more. Uh, you know, I, I felt like there was a lot more I needed to do in the ring as a wrestler in WWE. Right. I was very content and proud of my, you know, what I was able to accomplish in ECW, but as right. a, as a wrestler. Uh, so at first, I, I, I don't want to say I gave pushback, but I was a little bit like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to do this. And it was hard, very hard. But then, you know, I, I had some injuries that were catching up to me. And, and you know what I mean, Brent? And then Vince himself talked to me, uh, you know, and he said, listen, you know, uh, you have a future here, you know, in, in the industry uh, and in broadcasting. That, that, you know, I think you need to work at this and, 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 and embrace it. And, it, it, you know, and then in talking with my wife back then, She's like, you know what? I know you want to keep wrestling, but you know you're, you're not getting any younger. You're getting banged up, and this is something that you can right. have for a long time. And and it was the right. best decision I made. So it, from that point of view, I wasn't like embracing it, Brent. But right. then once I started to do it, and I realized how difficult it was, I'm like, wow. I'm the type of guy where if it's a challenge, I work harder at it, and I, I and then I embraced it. And then uh, right. you know, going into this role of doing my own show with CBS and all this kind of jazz. Uh, to be honest with you, for me, it wasn't that hard because I'm an opinionated guy. Uh, I have right. a lot of experience in the business, and all my years of broadcasting as a, as a commentator helped me. So, right. uh, And I've always wanted to be involved with radio for many years, even before uh, I, I, I even went to TNA. This is why I was in WWE. So that's really the long right. short of it. Well, and, and that's why people you know, love you, because you are the way you are. Uh, my, I guess my next question is, like... Uh, there again, you know, big wrestling fan been for a long time. I, uh, 
I was gonna. I, I tried to get into uh, pro wrestling uh, about a year ago. I was training with a guy, Chris Gopher, and he kind of screwed me out of some money. So, uh, like I said, Louisville, Kentucky. Whoa, what do you, around here? What do you think the best area to get into? To, Wait, uh, I'm sorry. Where, 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 where are you from? Where am I from? Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Well, uh, if I'm you, I'm going. I'm going down south a little bit more, and I'm going to Florida, and I'm okay. going to train with the Dudleys at the 3D Wrestling okay. Academy. Seriously, that's that's. Look, I look at it like this: if you're going to get into business, you got to go to the best, and they're the best. It's that simple. I'm right. seriously, and that's not just because they're my friends, but I know right. how they train guys and what they do and their passion, and that you're going to learn the right way, and you're gonna you're gonna have guys. Uh, and thank you for calling, Brent. That train you that how. Have the proper connections and contacts to maybe help you if you get good at it and you're trained well enough and whatever, a year or so gets down the road. Because this doesn't happen overnight for guys. You know, people think that you, if you're a big muscular guy, you go in, Dennis, you just get trained. Ah, two months later, you're on WWE. Yeah, really? <laughs> no, that's not how this happens. Nothing could be further than the truth. That's not the gimmick. So if you're thinking that, you are really, really confused. So, um so anyway, and they, they, they do great stuff down there uh, in Orlando, uh, not just the Dudleys, but obviously NXT, obviously NXT uh, and the WWE Performance Center. So if you are a wrestler and you're trying to get into that, you that's a good segue into a huge segue if they sign you and put you on NXT. Uh, so if you're in Orlando, hey, you're at the Dudleys getting trained. Next thing you know, you get that next level. Who knows it? Who, who thunk it? You go to the WWE Performance Center. You're down there in Orlando anyway. Next thing you know, you're on NXT. Next thing, meaning five years later. <laughs> it takes time, you know. You got to be patient. That's why it's a young man or young woman's business. It takes time. It really does. Um, real quick, some thoughts on NXT. Um, I, I, you know, I ch- I checked it out. I saw most of the show. I, I like Sanity. I saw. I, I like Sanity a lot. I love their entrance. I, I love Eric Young. I've always been a fan of Eric personally and professionally. Um, and I like that his 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 group is. Uh, uh, What's his name? Damo? 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 Is that his name? Damo. Damo. The big dude come in. I like the spot they did with Ty Dillinger when um, basically was recruited. He was getting recruited by Eric Young to to join Sanity. I like that whole angle. I thought it was good. It was simple storytelling, proper storytelling. It was uh, Ty Dillinger. I'm a big fan of his. uh, And Eric is a a true pro, obviously. And I like how, uh, you know, Ty Dillinger turned it down. He took the jacket, the sandy jacket, he dropped it and did the tan right in the face of Eric Young. And then uh, they get physical a little bit. And next thing you know, you know, here comes Damo with this big spear. I I like that. And then the jacket goes to him from Eric Young. I thought that was cool. But before that, speaking of Saturday, Nikki Cross wrestled a young lady, Kennedy Lewis. You know, Nikki, um, she's just got, she's like not a tall girl and she's, she's a, you know, kind of a, th- a thicker built girl, but but not tall. But good God, she's got the it factor, meaning the look, her intensity. You know, I, I'm watching. I've watched her work enough. I've watched her character and her gimmick. And I can just imagine Triple H going up to her and pitching her this character, you know, months ago, whatever it was. And her, him telling her, he had to say this. Listen, you got to be a buzzsaw. You got to have energy. You got to be constantly like a crazed dog out there and, and like a, a and no pun intended for me like a tasmanian devil even though that's not who i was but that's kind of who she is you know and she plays it up the right way that's a hard gimmick to have that kind of energy and that excitement and that rage all the time your cardio has got to be through the roof that is not easy what she does man i watch her and i'm like god Man, that's hard. That's hard. But it, it pays to be young again and, and have energy like that. But she probably does a lot of cardio. Um, 
And so I'll tell you what, uh, I, I like, I do like, uh, I do like uh, Nikki Cross a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I like that they B-rolled the footage also of Nikki saving Asuka, but then attacking Asuka. I liked all that because they're going, where they're going with the takeover gimmick with the, you know, for the uh, NXT women's title with the, the or, you know, the four, four way, three way. For, uh, f- it's uh, four way. Four way. Yeah, uh, four way. Right, 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 right. The Australian girls and, and Nikki and Asuka, right? So I like all that. Um, you know, we saw No Way Jose backstage getting interviewed. And then uh, Kona Reeves uh, it gets in his face. And I thought we were friends, yada, yada. So that was cool. And then um, I saw the Roderick Strong Steve Cutler match. Big fan of Roddy Strong, as you guys know. This guy's a true pro pro. Uh, real deal, no doubt about that, and all his success in the industry. Steve Cutler's a guy. I think they're gonna they're gonna start to build a little bit. Uh, I thought these guys had a um, a good match, really good match. Uh, Strong wins the match, you know, uh, for sure. He should have won the match. He deserves to win the match. I missed the TM six one revival match. Did you see this? I did, and it it, it was your standard tag match. I mean, revival's good. Yeah, TM six one's good. TM61, TM61, in my opinion, is actually a little underrated. I think they're really good. I do. I, I like them. I think they're good. I think they're underrated. I've seen them work enough. I read that one of, I forget which one, has a knee injury, and that's that's kind of been holding them back as a tag team, obviously. Mm. Um, I think if you if given the opportunity, they do great in ring work. It's just. They do. And NXT is the spot to do that, you know. Oh, yeah, no, no, I know. But and it's unfortunate that so many fans still look at NXT as what you just said, as a breeding ground, as the farm system. And and I, 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 I you know, I used to give pushback on this and I used to talk about it. We had a rule on a show, which now I guess would be a policy, but we're not going to use this one because we have policies now. We're into policies. Yeah, we don't do rules here. We do policies. But, you know, where it was like we had a thing here, Dennis, where uh, we, we would not say up to Raw SmackDown. It was... NXT was on the same level as Raw and SmackDown. Because when I had Finn Balor on my show way back, okay, Finn and I talked about that, and he seemed like he was a little bit, not disgruntled, but he was the NXT, he was NXT and all that time, at that time. And, you know, he wasn't one of those guys that was saying, oh, when I get up in the, into Raw and SmackDown, it wasn't up. It was the same level because they were competitive. You know what I mean? You it's just a saying? different opportunity to showcase. Right, right. But no, but you're not wrong, dude. But I'm saying is like people... People have w- that w- assumption. They do, and so does, and and that's the WWE. That's their f- not fault, but it's what they. It's how they're selling it. You know, I'm not. Look, I'm not sitting here knocking the WWE. I wouldn't do that. I, I don't do that. You know that. People let me tell you about my best friend. So anyway, uh, that's the deal on that. And then it, it, you know, the, the thread throughout this this one NXT episode was the contract signing between uh, the glorious one himself, Bobby Roode, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Which I thought was really cool because it did not end in physicality. And we've seen it for so many years in the business, Mr. Lumberjack, that contract signings end in fights all the time. And weddings. Fights and weddings. Weddings. Weddings always end in a fight. And wrestling weddings never end well. You know, I remember Joey Styles and I used to talk about that. They never, ever end well. There's always some sort of somebody taking a bump and someone's clothes getting ripped. That's just wrestling weddings just don't go well. So uh, especially when it takes place in the ring, it's bad. So it's I don't know. Clothes getting ripped off doesn't sound too bad. Right, easy, sexy Joe. <laughs> okay, relax. So so uh, so that's the deal. But this contract signing with Nakamura and uh, Bob Roode did not end in physicality, which I thought was good. I mean, 
Um, and you were telling me before the show that you were kind of impressed with Nakamura's uh, English. I thought he was very funny. Yeah, yeah. He is funny. He's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, he's got the antics and everything, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that comes across as funny. But his English was very good. Yeah. And, and he was humorous. It wasn't like the traditional in years past where it's just like, oh, do the broken Japanese English thing and it'll be <laughs> funny because we're laughing at you. His jokes landed, to me at least. No, yeah, he's got charisma. I don't yeah. care, you know, what country he's from. The guy's loaded with charisma. My only thing, and I've talked about before, and I'm a fan of Nakamura, it's just that, you know, and again, I hate to say it like this after what I just said on my commentary, but at that next level in the realm of the WWE, uh, that'll be entertaining and funny. I just don't know if it's enough to get him to that the pinnacle of being a world champion on Raw or SmackDown, meaning Universal Champ or World Heavyweight Champ, you know, respectively, you know. I just don't know if that's enough. I don't know if Vince McMahon is going to be... I think he'll love it. I think he'll push him. I think if if and when he ends up, maybe this guy's in the... I don't know. Who, who knows that? Maybe he's in the Rumble. Maybe he loses the title on a takeover to Rude, and next year, you know, Nakamura's in the Rumble. Right? That could happen. Yes? No? Maybe so? I, w- I like... I love how they do the NXT the night before. Yes. Because then, then anything... Like, if, if Rude does win, the first thing everyone's going to say is, Nak's in the Rumble. I would think so. So you're on a first name nickname basis with Shinsuke Nakamura. I used you to call them Nak. I used to be his pilot. I flew him from Japan yes. to America, but then I left to take this spot. So I please don't use nicknames for wrestlers when that's not their nickname. My apologies. You call him Nak. They call him Shin. Some people call him just like Shinsuke Nakamura. You're calling him Nak. I'm tighter than that. Like, what do you? Have you ever been in a locker room for pro wrestling, sir? Once, but not no. for wrestling. Why are you on this show, then? Why? I don't give a damn! Get your act together, Dennis. Damn it! You were doing well. And why are you interrupting me in the middle of my own monologue anyway? I'm still trying to figure that out by opening monologue. Just trying to figure that part. Hey, John in New Jersey, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, Taz, how you doing? Long time fan, and this is the first time I'm calling in. Oh, that's a shot in the air, big John. First time, long time. How you doing, big guy? Fantastic. I got a question for you about Titus O'Neil, yes. or as the lumberjack may call him, tight. <laughs> you almost be oh, my coffee. That was funny. You got me. That was a little spit take. Good one, John. <laughs> so, Tidy O. Titus O'Neil has been on a huge losing streak, and I'm wondering. Oh, no, wait, wait, John, I got to say, just from a spelling perspective, if someone's name is Titus, it's. (laughs) What? Now, the short would be, I don't know if it would be tight. You know what I mean, John? I clean that that one up for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got Action Bronson coming up in a little while. Don't worry about it. It's going to get crazy. All right, so what are you saying? What's your point? Go go for it, bro. So, Titus O'Neil's been on a huge losing streak, and I know he's getting TV time, and that's a push, but do you think this is payback and punishment for the incident he had with Mr. McMahon? I don't, I don't, think, that, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to spend this amount of time with him on TV. I think that's kind of water under the bridge. John, I really believe that if it was that, that bad, they would have let him go after the suspension type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, what I think. It, it, I know why you're saying it. I don't blame you for thinking that way, John, but I don't think that's the case. I seriously don't. I think it's just a thing where he's, um, you know, they're trying to, I don't know what they're doing, but they're giving him a lot of TV time. I don't think Vince is going to waste time with someone who's going to let go. You know what I mean? No, I, I hear it. I hear it. I that's expensive, John. That TV time is expensive to put guys, you know, it costs money, so you want to use it the right way, John. But thank you for calling, bro. Thank you. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon, man. Be good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, thanks. 
So there you go. All right, so that's it. So uh, other side of break, uh, we are going to uh, have Action Bronson uh, up on this bad boy, as they would say. So uh, make sure you spread the word. We're going to be on Facebook Live. Actually, not in Fourth Quarter City. I think we're – can you confirm before we go to break we're going to Facebook Live now, right? Yes, we are. So I was incorrect earlier. I apologize. We – okay, now I'm getting word no. 8.30 was what we were – But why won't we go on Facebook Live while we have Action Bronson on the show? We'll we'll discuss production meeting in front of the audience. I'm just saying, like, can it be done? But yeah, there's a there's a good li- likelihood we could do that. Test one two. Okay. On that note, I don't know where we're gonna be, uh, Facebook Live or not, after the break. I really don't know, but I know this much: Action Bronze will be on the show. Either way, Taz Show, sit tight. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here. Taz Show, one hour down, one hour to go. You hear my man? Action Bronson. Oh, yeah. He's coming up any second right here on the Taz Show. I want you guys to hear a little bit of this if you're not familiar. Oh, so we got the cleaned up version here. I did my due diligence. Yo, Bronson might be pissed, bro. I don't want to piss off Bam Bam. We, <laughs> me either. <laughs> Yo, Action Bronson, you on the hook, bro? Yo, what's going on, man? What's up, my man? How you doing, buddy? Good morning. Why are you guys over there playing the fucking clean version of rap song? That didn't take long. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I told them, I said, listen, I, listen, this is the deal, bro. I told my audience in the first segment, I said, look, usually I do a kind of clean show, but I said, look, this show, it might not, it's ain't, this ain't going to be clean. So pro- I have an issue not cursing. That's I'll, I'll try. I know. I've seen effing delicious. My vocabulary is filled with curses. I, I understand. <laughs> I, I've 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 watched effing delicious, or as you would call it, fucking that's delicious. Um, Come on, we're from New York, man. We're New Yorkers. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> so before we get rolling, talking about your whole career and everything, dude. I, I was telling people for those that don't know, and you got a huge, huge, massive worldwide fan base, and we'll get into all that too. But um. Yo, you're, you're a, you've always been a supporter of pro wrestling, correct? Absolutely. Since I was a fucking kid, man. Since since the old WWF days, my grandfather used to, you know, take me to wrestling and watch wrestling with me. He was an olden days wrestling fan, and it just stuck, you know? It mesmerized me as a youth. So you're talking about, like, WWF stuff like Bruno Sammartino, Bob Backlund, that type stuff, right? Well, that's that's a little bit before my time. That's more my grandfather's time. I'm talking about like Tito <laughs> Santana, Tito Hulk San- Hogan, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. King Kong, Bundy. You know, the Macho Man, bro. Macho Man, of course. You know, and and from there on, you know. So you like so for you because I notice in like a lot of your songs, you know, your rap about wrestlers, bro, which is is fucking cool. I mean, you you know, like uh, I, I know you got the one Marty Jannetty you put over huge. You got mm-hmm. the one so you rap about Mister Perfect. And the mm-hmm. question is, bro, I've never heard of a rap. I never heard you do a rap where the human suplex machine is in there. Well, I'm I'm about to fucking throw somebody in the cut Andre in my rap. Trust me. See? See, that's Trust what I'm me. saying. And my son's a big fan of yours, right? He's 17, and he's like, 
But yo, I, I saw him doing the squats. He looked pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. He's he's getting there. He's getting there. He's working his way up. But in so, the bucket, in the bucket, in the bucket. You know, look at this guy. He Come knows. On, he man. knows. He knows his weightlifting. Look at him. <laughs> so and, and uh, oh, by the way, I know you shot a little. You shot another one of your shows yesterday, cooking and stuff like yep. that. How'd that yep. go? Pretty good. It was actually great. It was an international Super Bowl party type of deal. Nice. I had uh, I had my homie from Calle Trece there. Calle Trece is like a award, Grammy award winning Latin band. Just a lot of good things came nice. from yesterday. Good nice. stuff. That's good, bro. I'm sorry I couldn't make it, but I, I and I, I know we're gonna do something down the road. We're gonna keep collaborate and do some things together, bro. Yes, uh, I think people will like that, especially two New York guys, you know. And uh, I think that'd be cool. Me, that you're a supporter of wrestling. I'm a supporter of your music, obviously. Uh, and I love food. You love food. What the hell? And like, so as a chef, bro. Like, so did you like? Pardon my ignorance. Like culinary school, like the whole deal, or you just learned like from like your, your mom or something like that. Nah, you know, I learned from I learned from my from my grandmother and my mother, but uh I was a fuck up in high school, so I finished up, got whatever I needed to get to just, you know, continue on and I went to culinary school for about a year and a half. And then I ended up leaving there also when I just got I went into the real world, got a job because Yeah. You learn you learn some basic training in uh in, in culinary school, but then, you know, just like everything else, you, you make your bones and uh, on the job. So do you just like not just you but anybody like if you go to culinary school you just fucking eat like just food just test all the food and shit that's what you do <laughs> I mean you know you do test the food but it's, it's serious shit you know it's like you have to you know, there's a lot of things that you need to learn to to get your your base and being a, in a culinary master and I feel like culinary school does you know it does it does set you up right but. Yeah, we eat all the damn shit afterwards, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was figuring, bro. <laughs> of course, I, that's what man. I was figuring. By the way, we most all... people go there just to eat. Really? It's, <laughs> let me go to culinary school. Instead of going to class and, and, and doing addition and arithmetic, I will uh, just fucking eat a hamburger. That's exactly. pretty good. <laughs> I mean, we're doing a little bit of arithmetic, but, you know, it's more like food costs and different types of, like, business type of models. You know, it's like it's, it's a business school, too. Really? It teaches you how to run a restaurant, how to, you know, make money. We're running some footage right now, bro. As you and I are talking on the phone here, I don't know if you're watching the live stream, but we're running footage of, uh, uh, this is this is from, from actually, from Bronson's deal. This is from That's Fucking Delicious, right? Fuck That's Delicious, I should say. Yeah, so we yeah. got some stuff. I don't know where you're at here. I don't know if you're in the Bahamas or something like that or where you're at here. Uh, you got Seems a guy like putting a bracelet on you or something. Oh, we're in Jamaica. Oh, all right, I was close. That's pretty cool, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, I saw you in know, one clip that you're not wearing a hat, bro. I've never seen you without a hat. You're like me, always wearing a hat. I love wearing hats, but you know, I have gorgeous hair. I'm, I'm you know, I got to let my hair breathe. Well, bro, you're a beautiful man. We know this. <laughs> you're a handsome Thank you devil. Very much. And you're a handsome devil. You have a plethora of <laughs> nicknames. I love the Bam Bam nickname. Bronsolini is my favorite nickname. Uh, I mean, you know, listen, Bam Bam, I, just yesterday I was watching you and fucking Bam Bam Bigelow going through the ring. Oh, yeah. It, 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 was, it was phenomenal. And then, and then it happened again. <laughs> but the first time it happened, it was like <laughs> everyone's mind was just fucking blown. I know. It was crazy. It was 
crazy shit, man. <laughs> Nobody knew. Nobody. A lot of guys backstage didn't know. That was really down on the down low. We did that in Jersey, and then we did the one on the ramp, which shocked people, too. That was in Dayton, yeah, Ohio. on the ramp. On yeah. the ramp was nuts. That 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 didn't hurt as much as the ring, but I can tell you, the one on the ring hurt me like a motherfucker because he landed on me. You know what I mean? Like it was. Uh, a, and, and there's, there's chairs and pipes and shit under there, yep, right? That's right. There's cross beams and stuff like that, and they, had, they put a mat under there. For, for us to land on. It was a decent-sized mat, but it really didn't mm-hmm. help that much. It hurt like a bitch. That's why, if you look at it, we were under that ring for a little while. because Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying he, to get it back together. Well, he was checking on me. He was making sure I was, I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know. I got my bell <laughs> wrong, you know? But uh, but enough of that. But no, so, uh, so dude, he was, like. He was 360 also landing on you. Least. Well, at least 360 at that time. And he, Bam Bam, God rest his soul, 6'4", 6'3", 6'4". You know, animal. not just an animal. Big, thick hands and legs, his limbs, like just a real raw bone, thick, nasty motherfucker. That's what he was, yeah. dude. I mean, yeah. he's a badass. So, you know, it was uh, it was, it was was great, though. But I know you, you were telling me offline, I know that I saw some tweets with you and Bubba, Bubba Ray Dudley, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that you were at the Elks Lodge when you were a kid with your friends. I was at the Elks Lodge every single every single time. I think I missed one. Oh wow! I didn't know you went all the time. So oh, yeah, I tell think the, I missed one. Tell tell the audience, bro, about that, that about that tweet exchange with you and Bubba, and about what Bubba said to you on the mic, bro, and you were a little kid in the audience. <laughs> well, it, it really wasn't even on the mic. It was you know going going to ECW was like me and my boys would stay up late at night, two in the morning, watching it on MSG. You know, at that time, and it it, it was like. I don't know. It was like I was watching my, you know, like Michael Jackson for the first time. I don't even, wow. you know, it was like it just captured me. It's like this is everything I want to be. It's like I wanted to be in it. Yeah. So yeah. you know, yeah. me and my boys were junior high school. We would just spend our money on getting tickets to go to the Elks Lodge, man. Go leave school. One of our parents would drive me and a couple of the homies over there. We'd wait for <laughs> fucking hours. Wait right there hours to get general admission second or third row. Nice up in the mezzanine or down, you know, down by the by the by the entrance. But the cool thing, Bronson, in that building, as you know, because it was so small. No matter where you yeah. sat, no matter where you sat, you could see. You know what I mean? It was amazing, but you know, there was just certain angles. Like when you're in the mezzanine, first row mezzanine is like nothing better than that seat. Really? Okay. Yeah, Sweet. you could see everything. Yeah, New Jack. Came up there and jumped off the balcony. That <laughs> was mine. Crazy. Hey, yeah. Backstage, dude. What happened? Our locker room situation sucked in that <laughs> building. Dude, we were like dressing in a closet. There was like all the rooms. This is such an old ass building. Were all mm-hmm. these little tight, tight rooms, and it, it really was not a fun experience backstage. I can promise you that. I could, I could imagine, man. The Elks Lodge was like, a, it was like a union hall at one yep. point, I think. Yep, yep, that's right. Yep, yep. And yep. now, and now it's like a Baptist church, which is fucking shitty. <laughs> I don't think they let wrestling go down in there anymore. It was a legendary place. It was just it was... the look with the wood and all that stuff. It really, that's what I'm gonna tell you right now. That's really what shaped my entire performance career. You know, with like the way I perform on stage and stuff like that. I used to go into the crowd and really get crazy with people and jump off things. And <laughs> watching ECW was definitely what it, it 100% influenced my performance wow. game because wow. yeah, I always I always wanted to take you know, like I've never seen motherfuckers getting into the crowd and jumping from the ropes, landing on people, not even giving a shit that people are around, just jumping and everyone going nuts. 
It was the best experience ever as a youth. Uh, it was, yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there were people, let's put it this way, uh, back then uh, we were giving away a lot of free T-shirts to, to homeboys sure. who were getting banged up, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> free That's tickets. Why, also, it's the first time I witnessed a stripper. You know, used to have the ladies over there from Goldfingers come through. Uh, yes, yes, yes. On Queens Boulevard, and it was like I'm fucking 12, 13 years old, and there's strippers in the ring, and it's it's just it was a crazy. It was a crazy environment, and and to credit to you know you've heard a lot of stuff I'm sure like Paul Heyman obviously it was his mind that did that. He wanted to be different, dude. His thing was we had a we couldn't compete financially with the resources that WCW and WWF at the time had. Yeah. Uh, so we had to go a total different route and give them like almost like a rock concert or you know meets pro wrestling and this crazy underground feel, this fight feel of a bunch of guys that are disgruntled and that we were like the, uh, you know, we were, we were the freaks that no one wanted. That's who we yep. were, you know? That was the gimmick anyway, you know? I mean, it's fucking captured my heart, and I'll tell you this. There was so many more interesting characters in ECW at that time than the other wrestling. I mean, you know, WWF had some characters, of course, but it's like ECW was, you know, had some of the most interesting characters. Yeah. Like, things that I can relate to, you know? It's just like... Not, it's just fucking regular guys like yeah. fucking Sandman, like Sandman, or Sandman, like Sandman, Red just, Hook Brooklyn, you know, oh, fucking yeah. yeah, Sandman just coming out with the beers yeah. and the fucking bamboo stick <laughs> in some Zubaz pants, <laughs> just looking crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, fucking. and like for me, as a you know, uh, as a kid, <laughs> as a product of the New York City school system, like yourself. You know, and then going out there and doing my thing, evolving the Taz character, especially when we work at the Elks Lodge or like in Philly all the time, because it was a similar type audience. Especially mm -hmm. in Queens, it was easy for me. You know what I mean? Because people, you know what I mean? It was it was guys like you that were yep. New York City guys do. You know what I mean? So they could relate to the gimmick. You know? Oh yeah, but like I said, man, Bubba, I saw I, I, we got in early one day, and I see Bubba and Devon, and. Literally, I go up to Bubba just to say what's up. I'm like, yo, Bubba. He goes, shut the fuck up, you fat fuck. Get out of my face. <laughs> yeah. I'm 12 years old, 13 years old. I'm just shocked, and I just start laughing. It was like one of the best moments of my life. Oh, your friends must have been laughing their asses off, too. Everyone loved it. Everyone loved it. It was like, yes, they gave me high fives afterwards. <laughs> Actually, we're looking at that video now. You're wearing an old school ECW hat. Um, what is oh, this yeah. from, bro? Yeah, you got an old school hat on, uh, bro. How do you guys? What are you guys shooting with? I mean, if you don't want me asking, the, the quality is awesome. The oh, way you're shooting, you it really is. I'm sure my director, video Brian's loving it. Is that like one of those seven D cameras? Like, what, if you don't mind me asking, what do you guys shoot with? Well, those uh, those cameras are. are yeah, made for TV type of cameras. I'm not sure exactly what they're shooting on, but so you're saying you don't know? That's what you're saying to me? Yeah, I have no fucking idea. All right. <laughs> <laughs> At least Either you didn't try to bullshit me. You're like, well, nah, it's a. Uh, no, nah, I know. I have no idea, but I know. I know a 7D. I know a 5D, but I know that's not what they're using. They're using some new. They're using something that's more compatible with making it extra, extra HD for television. Yeah, it's really cool. It's got that, that's kind of where things are now today, stuff that has that film look. You know, because as yeah. you know, shooting on film is very expensive. Oh, so, yeah, but that that's the best way. It's like recording on a, it's like recording to tape, to two-inch right. tape. It's just, exactly. it makes a world of difference. It's like watching a fucking movie on VHS 
Yep. And then now you watch the movie, it looks like what the hell is it looks like a soap opera now. No, I know, you're right. You're you totally, know, like with all with all the sharpness, I can't take it. Yeah, no, no, I can't take it either. I can't take it. It's too sharp, bro. I can't my it's eyes can't too take sharp. it. It's too sharp. I can't take it. Yo, we got can we cue some of uh Bronson's music? Got another song we'll play. I wanna hear some get some influence from him. Maybe a quick little little, I can little do that. dab I can while you while he's on the hook. It's not off you get to do that. If you don't mind, right, Bronson? Nah, I want you to throw on easy rider because Oh, I can do that. This is the type of vibe for the morning. This is what gets the juices. Going. But listen to me, Bronson. Listen, bro. I gotta smart you up to something here, brother. We, we don't do the, the, the. You didn't know this. I'm letting you know. We don't do the good morning thing here. What we oh. do, now? Let me explain why. <laughs> because the show it drops as VOD all the time and and audio on demand like a podcast. So what if some fucking guy is listening to this thing at 10 o'clock at night? He don't want to hear a bunch of foul mouth New Yorker. Say, so what? No, we say, bro. We say good moment. Yeah, good moments. Got yeah, you. so we got that from a friend of mine. Mike, well, he's not really my friend, but a guy I know, Mike Johnson. All right, we got Easy Rider, bro. We do. Hold on, hold on. He's blasting it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like Peter Fonda, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you were obviously from the, I mean, influenced heavily from and the movie. Hopkins, yep. Yo, bro, listen, it's awesome. Like, a lot of, you know, so many successful hip-hop guys, right? Including Mm -hmm. yourself, obviously. And the guys that really get to that next level, like where you are, that that epic high level, there's a certain cadence, and you guys all have your own cadence, Mm -hmm. and and you know right away who that guy is or that guy or that, you know what I mean? Like That's right. The cadence, man, the cadence. You know, it's it's the cadence, it's the the vocals, it's the fucking, you know, it's the whole package, man, it's just... A lot of people don't put, they don't put, they don't have pride in what they do and, and, and their craft. And me, I'm nothing but a craftsman. You know, like I love, I love my craft. I love every craft I do, and I take everything very seriously, but yeah. not too serious because you gotta have fun. And you that's do. That's the only way to stay. That's the only way to stay like fresh in this just to have fun. Yeah, but as you know, but bro, as you know, like you you said about the serious thing, and you're (laughs) right because you got to not just your brand, but it's your your body of work, you know. And if you don't respect that, and it's too much fun, then 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 the guy becomes a laughing stock, and that's not you. I'm just saying, some people get crazy. You You can't get crazy. So like, it becomes a fucking joke, and it's not a joke. You know, like this is my livelihood, and it's also my art. So. We, you know, have a great time, but this shit is very, very serious. Like, so from a, very let serious. me ask you a question, bro. From a hip hop perspective, like when you were younger and you before you got rolling out here and really making it big and doing it yeah. big, like, were you influenced by like some of the old school hip hop rap guys like Run DMC or the Beastie Boys, being you know Brooklyn guys? Like, who yeah. who were you in, like who were you influenced by? Well, you know, like in, obviously coming up in Queens, Run DMC was there since the beginning, so they're like some of the first influences that you have in hip-hop because they were the first people that we saw. Yeah. So it's like, all right, let's, you know, this this is interesting. Then LL Cool J. And then around, you know, around the 90s, like early to mid-90s, I was major, 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 major Nas fan. Yeah. Mob D, Wu-Tang. Um, uh, Wu-Tang was legit, yeah. I mean, you know, like, just obviously all the amazing stuff that was out there. AZ... 
fucking, I can't, you know, like Smith and Wesson, mm. just all this no, stuff, I, man. I was, all uh, these, this, uh, Rakim, Big Daddy King. All those guys. Cool G Rap is my favorite rapper of all time. Mm. You know, Dipset, Cameron, Joel Santana, Jim Jones. Like, the, I had I had little errors of, you know, I went through, I loved certain things. You know, I, 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 I was a, like, when I first heard the Beastie Boys, this was, like, really early in my wrestling career. Like, I'm talking about early 90s. They, they kind of broke out, like, started to break out with that big album. What was that? Probably, like, very early 90s, right? Like, 92-ish, 91. When I first heard them, I was like, whoa. When then when I heard they were like you know three white guys I was like what you know what I mean <laughs> like yeah blow, blew people's minds they, man and you know they sounded great they did they did they had a great sound but you know I respect the guy that can go out there like you and do and and get to this success alone you know not with a group not with a team you know and mm-hmm. it's it's a big deal it's a big deal especially you know kid like you from Flushing right you grew up in Queens that's right yeah so you know. You know, guy I appreciate like the, that, for man. those that don't know, Flushing, that's the home of the New York Mets right there. So that's right. Those that you a Mets fan or a Yankee fan, bro? I'm a Yankee fan. What? But, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Mets hater. I'm a Yankee fan, not a Mets hater. So you had to grow up right near Shea, and you grew up I, a, a Yankee I fan. I fucking worked at Shea. <laughs> really? <laughs> Shea mad times. It's just, I never liked the Mets. It was just not for me. I don't know. That's funny. That is funny. My team was always the Yanks. That's My cool. My grandfather was a... Uh, New York Giants fan, and yeah. I don't know. We just everyone went different ways. See, my dad was a Brooklyn Dodger fan, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day. So then he evolved into a Met fan. So we grew up Met fans. I'm not a Yankee hater, though. I've always, you know, I didn't dislike yeah, the Yankees. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you with the Mets, but I just think that's funny being from Flushing that you. <laughs> that's exactly. Pretty you good. see, that I think that's what happened. The Brooklyn Dodgers fans, they all went to the Mets. Yep. And then the New York Giants fans went to the, They either went to the Yankees, Yankees or or they stayed with the San Francisco Giants. That's right. I'm actually wearing yeah. a New York Giants cap as we talk to you right now. Bro. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Well, it's the black and orange gimmick, you know. Beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, so look, uh, we're going to go to break a little bit. Are you going to stay up with us on the other side of break? You got things yes, going on? Yes, sir. No, I'm chilling. Because I want to talk more detail about, uh, you know, your show, Fuck That's Delicious, Vice Land, all that stuff. I want you to give us some more insight. Tell us some stuff that's coming up with that. Uh, as long as you can hang on, that'd be cool, bro. Yeah, so, absolutely. I'm here. All right, good, bro. We're going to go to break, uh, and then uh, just sit tight, bro, and we'll be back on with you. Guys, we'll be right back with Action Bronson talking more about everything in his career, wrestling, his influence, obviously he hit that, and, of course, uh, all, all his success with his show, Fuck That's Delicious. Okay, we'll be right back. Tash Show. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. We're back. Fourth quarter city right here on the Taz Show. You hear him right there. That's Action Bronson who's also on the phone. Oh, you all right? What are you doing over there? Bronson, what's going on, bro? My fucking girl's making a shake. All right. She's making a fucking smoothie over here. <laughs> you got a little strawberries in there, some blackberries, bananas. What do you got? Some whey protein? What do you got going on? She got some bananas, some blueberries, some almonds. Nice. Yeah, I usually go banana, almond, a little bit of nutmeg, a little cinnamon. Oh, you like the nutmeg, of, huh? Yeah, a bunch of different almonds in there. A uh, scoop of peanut butter. 
Well, listen. Uh, that, oh, that's the key. Honey. That's yeah, the a key. Bit of honey. Yeah, the peanut butter is the key. You put a lot of different stuff in. But then again, you're a chef, so you got all this yeah. different mixed shit. I, I you listen, know. it's fucking. It's a phenomenal drink. I must say, I'll make it for you one day. It's like yes. It's, it's an easy way to take you know to take it down. Like the protein, you know, it just tastes a little bit chalky. Right, right, right. Of course. But let me ask you a question. Are you using a water base? Are you using a a milk base? I hope it's not milk. What are you using? No, no, no. I'm using an almond milk base oh. with water. Okay, almond yeah. milk. Like yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear. That's cool. Unsweetened, unsweetened almond milk. That's good. That's you, you know your shit. That's good. That's yeah, what you want to do. Yeah. Now I, I usually do a whey protein. I do. I'm big blueberries, bananas, peanut butter, water. Call it a day. I keep it simple, but I'd like to try what you're making. That sounds pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good too, man. Yeah. Real I, simple. I, I used to fucking take all these different shakes and all this different shit, like. When I was working out heavy, like afterwards, I would drink the ISO Pure that had literally no sugar. It tastes like you're drinking fucking, I don't even know, like the the, the chalk, the deadlifting chalk. Well, that ISO Pure, some that's pure whey protein. Well, yeah. the one company is, yeah, the ISO Pure makes a pure whey. But yeah, if you're drinking pure whey, I mean, you you, you got to do what you're doing. You got to put some stuff in there to to kill some of the chalky taste. I uh, I eat certain foods, bro. That's uh, that uh, you know a company makes stuff for me uh, that uh, at times I use, and they make their base is whey protein in their baking and cooking, bro. It's like oh the, wow, the pancakes, dude. Now you probably know how to do this. If you can figure it out, I'm sure you make some whey protein. Uh, like I have right now at home, I have some banana Foster's. Uh, whey protein pancakes that that away. Oh, from. I love bananas for some man. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yes. one of my favorites. See, I'm a little intimidated though. When I come on your show and we do some cooking down the road on Fuck That's Delicious, Viceland, all that shit. I'm a mm-hmm. little intimidated to do some cooking with you because I don't know what I'm not. You know, I can make some, you know, scrambled eggs, over easy egg whites, but otherwise I'm done after that, bro. A little macaroni, no, no, macaroni, no, no, no. macaroni with some ground beef, and I'm done. You know what I mean? That's that's okay. You just show me what you do, and then we'll fucking kick it up a little bit. You know, I'll be right there. We'll, you know, we get out. We we'll bounce ideas off each other, make it a little bit better, make it a little spicier, add a little this, add a little that. It's easy. Cooking right. uh, yeah. is easy once you have the base, man. You can't be intimidated. You're not a fucking guy that looks easily intimidated. I'm not, I'm not intimidated. Especially by a fucking kitchen. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, and yo, you got a guy who's a chef. That's what I mean about intimidated. You know, I don't you know, I don't wanna dis you know, I'm gonna respect that. You know what I mean? Nah, you know, I know what you mean. You but the, I you know. eat all types of shit. I love I like yesterday I had my, my the the one of the um one of the maintenance men workers from my building come in and make some of the food. Oh, nice. Okay. You Did know you... what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he made some crazy looking shit, but he made it really well. Really? Like, a maintenance he cut guy. a hot dog in half, <laughs> stuffed it with a pickle, <laughs> he f- put cream cheese on it, and then wrapped it in bacon, and then baked it. I didn't think that I would like this at all. That sounds very but healthy. I tell you, that it sounds was phenomenal. That sounds healthy. That's <laughs> we were doing an international Super Bowl party, so no, oh, I hear you. This yeah. was this was his this was his dish from uh, because he's Irish. He called it his, his Irish dish. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, no, well, yeah, you're doing some crazy stuff. I mean, I and I, I you know, on the show there. So, what was your inspiration behind get, doing the show, Viceland, and you doing partnership on this thing? The success of it. You, it used to be just New York based. Now you're all over the place, right? Yeah, I'll tell you what happened, man. You know, like. 2014, I went on tour with Eminem, mm. and he went to New Zealand, Australia, and South Africa. All right. My boy Tom, who was a videographer who I've been working for for a long time, his origin is from New Zealand. Oh, okay. And he got deported from New York. Something happened. 
He was in New Zealand for two years. He finally made it back here, and I was going on tour back to New Zealand. So he came here. I convinced him to go back to New Zealand with me, took him on the Eminem tour, and we that's how we started this. We started shooting some videos called Adventure Time, mm. and it was just pretty much like uh, it, us eating and chilling and going on boats and fucking going doing crazy shit. And that's really what turned into Fuck That's Delicious. You know, I showed it to the guys over there at Vice, and that was the show. It was nuts. Well, you know what it is? You know, you know but what the show is, besides the cooking and, and the great production you guys have, like the production value, I should say, uh, and the amount of editing and work that goes into it, because it, 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 it's badass, but it's you. You, you are the, the, you're, you're not just the personality, you're the star because of your character. And oh, because you. you're real, you know, and I respect real, you know, because that's what I do here. You know, Absolutely. I'm like, I, I normally, the only thing I don't do that's real is I don't normally, you know, curse out here but that's yep. okay because this episode it's a special edition where it's <laughs> it's the action fucking bronson edition there so so people are bugging a little bit on twitter like yeah taz never curses on the show this is crazy but they're not knocking <laughs> it but i'm just saying like you are the character and you're real because it's not a character it's who you really are and people exactly. people gravitate to real as long as you're not a schmuck in real life meaning oh, a person of course man you know like that's one of the things that I've always feared. My grandfather always told me never be a schmuck. Right. That's and I've never been a schmuck. And yes. I listened to him. But you know what he told me what a schmuck was? A what? schmuck is a person who gets out of the shower to take a piss. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he used to tell me a schmuck was. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, that's good. I've never heard that. Consider that stolen. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, so now, hey, look, and look, obviously... Your 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 persona, you know, on fuck that's delicious. It comes out big time. Besides your your knowledge to cooking, you know, so it's like the credibility. Then you you get other guys that are stars in different realms, and you do stuff mm -hmm. with them. But I remember you and I were talking offline once about I can't remember the name of the show. Another show you did like a green screen where you had Rob Van Dam Sabu in the gimmick, right? Oh yeah, we were doing this show called uh, Action Watchers Ancient Aliens. That's and, the show. Uh, oh, that's I, I, my producer yeah, here, Dennis, is a big fan. He goes, Dennis, say it. Meet, meet I mean, Action. Action, how are you? Yo, Dennis, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Yourself? I'm feeling good, man. I'm laying on my stomach <laughs> with my legs kicking, talking to you. That is a image I will never get <laughs> out of so, my brain. So, Bronsolini, yo, Bronson, Bronson, check it out. He, he's, you know, Dennis, he's got your whole gimmick, bro. He's got the beard. He's got the... Uh, God, you explain. He, he looks... We, we are basically... Um, I look like your little brother. Yeah, he does. Oh, nice. I got I got the red beard. I got the red hair. Um, my I got a large belly too. We and I love to Good. eat. So, look when when Ta when you bring Taz along, don't forget the little people too. Oh, I got you. But I I'm a you. huge fan, huge fan, and Ancient Aliens. Uh, just talk to us about your love for it and what. How did you get connected with with the History Channel to get them to to oh, let you? Because you don't seem like a History Channel like. You love the History Channel, but they don't seem like the kind of people that would be like, hey, let's have Action Bronson on to, yeah, no, to hype right. this up. I am actually a History Channel buff. I love, uh, I love watching all the different things on, like, uh, Nazi Germany, all the, uh, all the weapons, uh, like, all the different types of things where it goes back in history and just shows me things I've never fucking seen before and tells me things I've never heard before. <laughs> so all these like the history channel is extremely interesting and ancient aliens is just you know like me myself 
you know, there had to have been something else here. There's definitely other things out there. We're ridiculous to even think that we're the only people or only creations on any of these planets and all of these universes. And it's infinity, you know, like it's just ridiculous to think we're the only people. But, um, so, bro, you're talking about aliens now, and it's also but not well, just aliens, but hold on, Bronson. It's also well documented, bro. You dabble in the fucking ganja a lot. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> but it it all it all goes together, and it it enhances it. You know, you get really baked, you're really stoned, and you watch these shows, and you do this research, and then your fucking mind is blown. <laughs> then that's all you can talk about to people. Like all I talk about to people is this type of shit, and they get freaked out. And then, you know, you got to just, you, you just got to deal with it. But oh, somehow, man. Vice took over History Channel 2, mm. Vice Land. And that, that's where uh, Ancient Aliens was showing. Mm. So somehow they finagled it to allow me to use it. But it was really rogue. No one had actually said it was okay for me to do it from over there. Yeah, you just so we did, did it. it. You just did it. <laughs> yeah, we did it. And then they got fucking upset for some reason. Mm. Uh, they thought we were well, making maybe, fun of it, but they because you didn't get permission. That could be. That could be. You didn't get permission, though, right? You just did it. Yeah. Well, that, that, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that. I'm just. I'm just going ahead and making great television. Right. I don't give a shit about permission or anything like that. I hate you, bro. I know you know. Saying, so, <laughs> and and uh, it's just you. You get a bunch of people watching something that's ridiculously interesting, and not everyone believes in it, so it becomes conflict, and you know. It's really some far-out shit. It gets your mind really, like, on some next level. And, you know, you mix that in with uh, all types of joking around, which is hanging around with friends and yeah, yeah, yeah. musical performances. It becomes a ridiculous variety show. Yeah. That's really what I wanted to do well, with it. That's it's funny. I, I You know, not to, I, we kind of do that here. I kind of I have a lot of different characters on the show that don't even exist. I got a mascot named Rover, bro. It's a bulldog. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It's a bulldog, and the fucking it's it's a fake dog. All right, and this fake <laughs> we have a Twitter account for a fake fucking dog, and it's got over a thousand followers. That's I mean, so it's the, the dog. The dog's never been in the studio because it's not real. But my yeah. point is, like, we have fun with this shit, and I don't smoke the ganja, so yep. I'm just I've been I've been had seven concussions. I've been hitting the head a lot. So, um, but imagine if you did smoke the ganja, you'd be on another level. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, bro. I hear you. So let me ask you. So you got to have a lot of fun with Van Damme and Sabu when you guys did that thing, I'm sure, right? Uh, that was incredible. You know, like, uh, like I said, like Sabu, Sabu was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Word, yeah, uh, yeah. A homicidal, genocidal, suicidal fucking animal. Maniac, he, bro. Yeah, he <laughs> threw his body around like it was nobody's business. It was ridiculous the what things he would do. Yeah, he threw his, bo- he threw his body around, and guys like me broke his fall because he killed me. <laughs> in a good yeah. way. In a good way, though. Uh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. But, you know, like, and, and Rob Van Dam just, you know. Yes, the two, man. Two incredible people. Yes, and, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I felt like, you know, I, it, would, it, was a, it was a dream to have them on. And just, the, like, in the middle of everything, we're just hanging out. And, you know, me and Rob Van Dam are talking, and Sabu's theme music comes on. He goes crazy, comes out with the chair, throws the chair right over both of our heads, literally about an inch away from both of knocking both of us out. Of course. Yeah, you know, and then... Uh, of course, yeah, that's yeah. him. That's how he is. And while we're talking a little bit, boom, 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 we're chilling. Out of nowhere, I just decided to slam uh, J- Jimmy Iovine's son, Jamie, <laughs> yeah. who is uh, a big wrestling guy, so I slam him. 
Then Rob Van Dam frog splashes him off the couch. And then fucking Sabu hits him with the Arabian face bat buster. Buster, with the, buster, yeah, yeah. Hit him with the Arabian face buster with the chair, just threw the chair at his face. I mean, you can't pay for shit like that. No, it's, just, it's just incredible. Oh, that's awesome. It had to be a blast. Now, and all those guys... Uh, no, they're great guys. I've I've, I've wrestled them both a bunch, as you know, and had a lot of fun. Of it was a, we had brawls too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it would, I'm sure it would get nuts after sometimes, but it's business. It's all good though. It was all for fun. But you know, it's cool to see your support. You know, for the business, the wrestling business too. And and so, dude, like, do you? What about now? Like, you know, fucking wrestling now? Do you? Uh, I gotta. Uh, do you I gotta follow be it or not you, much? Man. I gotta be honest with you. I've not. I haven't been following wrestling. Okay. Since. Yeah, I hear you. I haven't been watching wrestling since fucking Stone Cold left, you know, mm. since it was oh, since that was over. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it a little bit here and there. You know, I like I really like re- reliving all the old matches from my youth that I love, you know. That's cool. Yeah. I love I love watching that type of stuff. I, I literally watched uh, my boy gave me the, the code for the WWE network. I watched Hardcore Heaven 90s and all these things. <laughs> I watched every ECW event from the beginning. That's cool. So, so yeah. you're so in, as, now today. I got to tell you, somebody. I'm not trying to sell you. I'm just just shooting the shit with you. The guys today, a lot of the guys and the girls actually, uh, really have changed. Like it's it's uh, the from an athletic pers- perspective. I and mean, a lot of us back in the day were good athletes, but mm-hmm. now it's not just there's not big lumbering, not a lot of big lumbering giant six foot nine guys. These mm-hmm. are uh, young men and women, dude, that are fucking legit athletes. That, oh, t- I know. that tear I've it seen, up, uh, bro. Tear yeah, it up. I've seen them now. Like, like just that guy, Cesaro. Oh, yeah, he's legit. He's great. Yeah. But I, like, I talked to him. I was, I was backstage at one of these events at SummerSlam, and I was talking to Mark Henry. Yeah. Oh. And Mark Henry was the world's strongest man at one time. Like, he was yeah. an Olympian. and He's the man. I know. Yeah, and he told me that Cesaro was the strongest guy in the building. Yep. That's the truth. Like, how crazy is that? <laughs> For Mark Henry to say that, yeah. It's yeah. exactly like, you know, that. And this dude is what? He's like 6'5", six, 6'4". Six, ripped. Ripped. He's ripped. He's not bulky. But no. But he's absolutely like, you know, he, he's in incredible shape. Amazing athlete, too. The way he moves. The guy has got a, 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 a motor. He don't get tied in a ring for a mm-hmm. big dude, muscular guy. And he moves like a cat. All these guys. Seth Rollins. So many of these Seth. guys. I mean, well, who, um, who's the, the the human highlight guy over there from from England? Well, you're, you're talking Neville. No, oh, Neville. Oh, yeah. He's the turn That's heel my now. Boy, man. Yeah, That's Neville. My boy. I fuck with Neville Heavy. And, man, <laughs> he is ridiculous. He's like an. He's a crazy acrobat. I've never oh. seen moves like that. And he's uh, a muscular, packed muscle fucking That's up guy. That's what I mean. You know? yeah, so yeah. muscular. And to, to be able to move like that is just like. He's like fucking. Uh, he's like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude, game yeah, like Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude. Yeah, bro, so the, the, they got this thing now, WWE does, this 205 Live. It's basically cruiserweights, mm-hmm. and it's 205 stands for they got to be under the 205 weight limit. So cats like you and I are not making that weight. Oh, yes. no, it's over. So, so, right, it's so, over. So, but the thing is, Neville, he's a heel, bad guy there now. So he's... He's kind of taken over that in in essence that division, man. But they got they got a, a guy named Rich Swan who's an amazing athlete there. You gotta mm-hmm. check some out. Again, not trying to sell you on some of the stuff, but no, I, no, I do. It's, also, it's I stuff. really like the NXT stuff. I Great like stuff. Uh, yeah. I like the Japanese guy. He's he's fucking, Shinsuke Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, man, he is he's unbelievable. He's a star. Bro, why are you gonna sit up here and fucking lie to a homeboy like me, bro? Tell me you don't follow wrestling. You're naming all the current guys, and you act like you don't know shit. No, nah, no, nah, I know some stuff. I'm telling you, I know, but I, I don't follow it. Like I don't watch it all the time. I used all to right, watch it right. religiously. Like I, 
I just know these guys. It's like I know certain hockey players' names. I'm not watching hockey. Just came anymore. out of nowhere with that, bro. <laughs> yeah, like you know, Tamu Solani and shit like that. Why the fuck would I know Tamu Solani's name? Exactly. <laughs> you're killing <laughs> you know? me, bro. You're killing me. Uh, now, bro, you're a sneakerhead too, right? You're big at the whole footwear sneaker gimmick, right? Yeah, absolutely. I saw a thing on uh, Complex with you and Joe LaPuma, LaPlama, LaPlima. Uh, <laughs> you guys are doing something uh, with the sneakers, right? So, I mean, yeah, I, you yeah. must have. How many pair of freaking sneakers do you have? I have too many pairs of sneakers for these two feet, man. Now, it's like I wear the same pair of shoes every day. And I have over maybe 2,000 pairs of sneakers. It's, just, yeah. it's disgusting, actually. There's no need for me to have this many pairs. I'm actually going to give a bunch of pairs away. Good, good. Yeah, no, nah, it's, 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 it's unnecessary. It's taking up crazy space. I'm getting into arguments with my woman about it. Mm. It's too much. It's problems. Yeah, that could cause issues. You got to, uh, from what I can understand by looking, uh, your, your foot is not that big of a foot, correct? No, I have a size nine and a half foot. Oh, that's not that's not that small. No, but that's kind. Of, you're a big it's, guy though. That's kind of small for a big guy though. Well, you know, I'm like five seven when I'm you know when I'm wearing stilts. I hear you, bro. I know. So, Me, you know, I'm like, six one, bro. I'm six one. I wouldn't know the feeling. Uh, that's you know. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So you got two thousand pair of shoes, and uh, uh, yeah, you maybe give some of those to the church or something, bro. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. out of hand, but that's yeah. Good. So listen, you gotta, you know, listen. We gotta get you up in the studio here one day where you, you know I mean, that already. I, I know, bro. Whenever, whenever, I mean, just give me a heads up. What's up? I can't. What about Chef Mike? We have. Oh, Jesus. You're going to bring up Chef Mike. Uh, we got to explain to Action, uh, All Dennis. Right, so, Dennis. The so, Dennis is, by the way, Action, uh, Dennis is the lumberjack because he always wears flannels and he looks like a lumberjack. Timber! So we call him the, we call him the lumberjack, bro. Uh, okay, talk, talk to Bronze. So we've got a. Um We've kind of got a personal chef for the show right now, Chef Mike, mm. and he mm. does he does great job. He works at Boilermakers on Downtown. First wow. and First. The First and First, yeah. And we had him, he came in, he brought food for us, and we had said, we were, you know, Taz had talked to me off air, and he said, look, you know, we might get action on in the next couple of weeks. I'm trying to work some things out for him. So I said, Mike, look, man, we're going to have you for the time being, but, you know, if, if action comes around and he says, look, we're willing to make some food, you, you got to hit the back burner, and he challenged he challenged you <laughs> he to a cook off. He, he's a very listen. Bronson, he challenged me to a cook off. He did, yeah. but bro, but bro, he's a, he's a non confrontational guy. He's a very <laughs> no, he is, bro. He's a meek man. Okay, he's meek. He's very chill, laid back guy. He's not, but he when Dennis the lumberjack, who's an instigating fuck, <laughs> when he when he says that he challenged you, it wasn't like, well, tell Bronson I'll whoop his ass. He didn't yeah, do that. He didn't cut a promo. No, he, he just, didn't cut a promo. He just said, okay. He's a he said, well, I. I would I would challenge him like a, to a duel. You know? <laughs> yeah, he pulled that his white Very glove. Calmly. He did, he did. So maybe I don't know. Just I don't want to put you on the spot. I kind of guess we are, <laughs> but think about it. And maybe you do a fuck that's delicious at Boilermakers downtown, and it might be kind of cool. We do a live remote there. We have a whole big fucking dog and pony do show. It'll be great. You know what I mean? Uh, that sounds crazy, man. I've been I've been challenged by a bunch of people, man. I think I'm gonna have to start taking these up. Well, yeah, you got to represent, but you can't. You I'm can't. about to challenge. I think I'm. Gonna, I think I'm about to go on to beat Bobby Flay. I think I'm going to challenge Bobby Flay. <sighs> that would be awesome. That would be. Yeah. I, I did. That'd be big money. I, that'd be big money. I, I, you and but and what's her name? The other chick who has a show on TV with the dark hair. 
Rachel Ray? Yeah, you. Yeah, that would be good. She loves me, man. She loves me. She's a, And I love her. She's a great woman. She always oh, nice. shows me a lot of love. She's had me on the show already. Oh, I didn't know you were on it. My bad. Okay. Yeah, that, no, yeah. no, no. She's had me on there, and I made some explosive, like, Chinese chicken. It was fucking really? crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa. I like Chinese. You said, like, a Kung Po chicken? What'd you make? It was it was kind of like a kung pao chicken, but without all that soy sauce on it. So it's like a dried chicken, mm. just fried with a bunch of like chilies and yeah, yeah. a little bit of salt and sugar. It's unbelievable, bro. You know how to make uh, you know how to make uh, pepper steak. Do I know how to make pepper steak? <laughs> you just insulted him. Yo, 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 Bronson's like, what are you nuts? He's like, come on, bro. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me some heavy-duty French dish. You asked me about pepper steak. Of course I make fucking pepper steak. <laughs> oh, God, I just, to me, that's like a big dish. That's like hard to make. So you it can is. make. It's, it's not an easy thing to make. It takes a lot of skill, man. Yeah, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we gotta. Uh, yeah, we gotta hook. I'm getting hungry now, but yeah, yeah. I'm starving. Yeah, I'm starving too. Yeah, it's really uh, it's just bad. No, we gotta have you. We gotta have you in the studio. We gotta do some more stuff together. I, I got a feeling my audience loves you. I think a lot of my audience is your audience anyway. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I think it's a natural fit. You know what I'm saying? It's, unless if somebody from the West Coast, I don't want to hear two New Yorkers fucking cursing. That would suck for them, I guess. Yeah. It's too bad for them, huh? Exactly. Uh, but look, man, I, I not only do I appreciate you coming on and shit, but I appreciate your love and support for the wrestling business, you know what I mean, and being an old-school fan. You know what I mean? I think that's really cool. Anybody who has fame and success and is a star like yourself, and yet they have that respect. And they're not a, you know, listen, dude, you know as well as me, there's a lot of fucking people that are ashamed that they hide. They're closet wrestling fans. You know what I mean? Nah, of course. I mean, there's a lot of people that hide from a lot of things, man. Yeah, yeah, I put yeah. myself out there. I'm out there. I'm a normal dude. I walk around the streets by myself. I say hello to everybody that says hello to me. Yeah. Any picture that anyone ever wants to take, it doesn't care. I don't care how long it takes. If we stand there for fucking 10 minutes while your phone <laughs> fucks up, it doesn't matter because that's what makes me happy. I hear you, that's bro. That's why I'm here, man. A lot of these people, man. It's like you just got to be thankful for a lot of this shit. I agree. That, that you have, you know. I, I, there's this picture constantly that I, that I, that I look at. It's an old man on the train platform, like, looking off, like, through the fence, mm. like, what his life has been, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's sad. It's some sad shit. Bro, you, you're killing there, me. Man. Yeah, you know, that's like, sad, bro. You're bringing the show down. What the fuck? Come on. I'm going to bring it up right now. All right, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. <laughs> No, so right, you're talking about. Well, hold on, wait a minute. Wait, before you go, you're, so you're the old man sitting on the bench, and then you're looking at this, you're miserable, and you're like, I don't want to be that guy. That's what you're saying? Yeah, I'm not miserable, but I'm crying a little bit, like, damn, I don't want this to happen to me. It just makes me work harder. It's just oh, okay, okay. Because yeah, you never know, bro. Look, you know, people can walk outside. If you live life, you don't live to the fullest, like you, and you're not a good dude, like some other people. If you walk outside and, and you're, you're pissed, next thing you know, you get hit by a fucking bus, you're dead. You know, it's over. And, and it's over. And for what? Everything's done. You know what I mean? You have no more You have no more shots at being a nice guy. That's right. You need to fucking good. It's a wrap. That's right. See, that's it. So that's it. So I'm glad we ended on that note that was nice um <laughs> 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 all right look man we're gonna we're gonna hook up okay we'll do some more stuff we'll have you in the Absolutely, studio and then bro. uh we'll do the fuck that's delicious and people check out uh check that out on viceland you know and and uh action bronson brother i appreciate it very much much man. love man you too man thank right, you bro. for everything and, and i'll talk to you guys soon all right and continued success all right my friend thank you bro you too be right. safe take care you too man be peace. good thanks bro peace all right, there you go right there action bronson yes no doubt about it. Good dude right there. Real level-headed. 
got his, his nose to the grindstone, works hard. It doesn't take life too serious, but takes it serious enough to be a winner and successful. You know what I'm saying? That's important. Stuff you need to learn, Dennis. i got to be honest with you. You know, you really need to learn from Action Bronson a little bit. Seriously. I picked up a lot of tips today. Okay, good. Uh, that's great. I'm very proud of <laughs> no you. No one cares. Uh, no, so the thing is, like, some people were a little thrown off for sure about the amount of uh, cursing in this episode, um, I think. There, uh, there was a good amount. Somebody, uh, you know, I don't understand. Like, is it like, do people want me to curse more or not? I mean, do we need a poll? Oh, this could be. Let's think about this. I mean, should there be a, a poll here? I, 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 I'm thinking, is this poll worthy uh, or not? We could, we could poll it. Is it simply, do Taz fans want cursing? Yes or no? Mm. Is that too? You know, to, to me, uh, it's a thing where I don't, I don't. It's not like I, I don't mind cursing. I, I, you know, you know me off air. I curse a lot. It's oh. just. I mean, a good amount in conversation, but like on the air to me, like as a broadcaster, and you know, as a host, um, it's easy to do that. And some guys are funnier when they curse, and some things could be funnier when you've cursed. action definitely is funnier when he curses. No, not just action, anybody. I'll give you an example right now. Okay, so let's say, um, let's say uh, you mixed a, a, a song coming out of break the wrong way, and I'm like, and I get mad, and I say. Oh, come on, Dennis. Why'd you mix that song like that? It doesn't sound good. What's wrong with you? If I say, oh, Dennis, what the fuck, man? You didn't get fucked up the mix on the goddamn fucking song. Shit. That's funnier. Don't you think? It's all about delivery. And sometimes you need a good curse. uh, Excuse me? Yes. Sometimes you need a good curse. I know that. But what I'm saying is it's easy. That's my point. It's easy to get a giggle out of a cuss. But then some say, well, you got to be entertaining. Whatever's the most entertainment, whatever's best for the audience at times. Yes, I agree with that too. But I also go and do broadcast shows where I can't do that. You right? reach a broad audience. I do, but I like when I go do, the, we're doing a special, right? Royal Rumble, post show, we're going to be promoting it soon, right after the Royal Rumble, CBS Sports Radio, WFAN, all the gimmick schnabits, the whole nine yards, the whole deal. Big, big, big push Jones, the whole thing, right? I can't go on there, mother effing everybody. Now I'm saying mother effer. I, I've been saying the fuck word the whole show. Now I'm always. I'm now saying now you're back. I'm back doing broadcast Jones. Yeah, so I'm just saying like I can't do that on there, you know. And and I just so I I don't you know I just this is just you know just a, a special episode. How about that? There's a time and a place. Today was that time and place. Look at that. On that note, sir, we're gonna wrap this show up because you know what? That was well said by you, my friend. And that's what. Oh, God dang it. That's why. <laughs> Two days in a row. That's why you are the man. Okay? That's why you will be on this show next week, too. After that, I'm not sure. But we shall see. All right, look, I want to thank uh, everybody who listened or watched the show. Thanks, everybody, on Facebook Live. I couldn't interact, interact much with you. Also, the people on the gimmick chat. Sorry I didn't get much to you guys either. We'll be back on Facebook Live tomorrow, too. I'm not sure about next week. We'll see. But uh, And I want a special thanks to Action Bronson coming on the show. My man, check his stuff out on Viceland. For everybody here at the Taz Show, I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing Trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal Play ball, that's all
I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at To so go and pour another drink just to get away We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't